welcome to learning forward saturday on my show today i have a very special person a person who has been the spirit and man behind the show of the fabled fab india school we have talked of in so many shows he is the co-founder of the fab india school who actually was involved in digging the foundation of the school he always shares this famous story with us that the hardest job is to break the foundation and set it up and that is the strength of this gentleman who has been a wonderful designer architect spirit support trusty mentor for all of us at the fab india school community an architect by profession who believes in what he likes to do and with that spirit he created this oasis of a school called fab india in the deep down desert state of rajasthan he has done a specialization in architecture he is a faculty at the school guest faculty at the school of planning in delhi he practices his interest day and night he has photography art direction films and he's very fascinated about educating people in rural india traveled extensively in india nepal sri lanka us spain italy uk photographing places following his passion and actually making a very special place for himself in the world welcome to the learning forward show Ravi Campbell honor and privilege to have you with us sir thank you sandeep uh, the honor is and privilege is mine too to be able to share uh, such thoughts and uh, discuss this subject which is very dear to my heart ravi you have been a very passionate educator yes architecture is the ultimate for an educationist because it involves design it involves a very deep cognitive approach and critical thinking why this passion for education beyond your profession well it goes back um, uh, a long way both my grandparents my paternal and maternal grandparents were both educators they were both principals one was of a of school and the other was of a college and i have seen uh, that years and decades after they they retired the effects of their work continued we would hear anecdotally good things about them and how they changed people's lives and and so on and one has heard stories about the gandhian struggle through which schools were set up and <clears throat> and how much people sacrificed to get a good education for their for their children and uh, to improve uh, the social network all around them through the medium of of schools so i have i have seen this first hand and i've heard stories so it was always something that was that was dear to my heart so when um, uh, william and his father john bissell the founder of fab india used to used to talk about rural india and the problems it faced and so on uh, it struck a chord with me and um, i said if to help i'd be happy to uh, to do that so when uh, there was uh, this fab india 30th anniversary event in uh, ghanerao the rani sahab of ghanerao said that there was no good girls school in that whole region and that there was a general lack of good educational facilities in that region so that is what kind of uh, prompted william to working on setting up a school somewhere in that 
region because the the local um, uh, gentry were interested in supporting that too and william in his earlier writings also had written about such things about how uh, somebody from the rural area with uh, a good education could compete with anybody in the world so that is something where uh, we uh, both had very similar ideals in that sense and uh, thought that uh, a good school in the rural transformative effect not only on the persons who went to that school but also to that region as as a whole so keeping in mind uh, what we believed and saw and the rani sahib's words <coughs> preference was given to girls children because in many parts of india it is uh, a societal fact that uh, girl children were given less of a preference in everything including education so we uh, structured the school in such a way that girl children were given preference in many ways so that is how the school started going please stay with us we will be back after a quick commercial break thank you ravi that's very interesting you actually mentioned about the girl child yes now this was 30 years back that's right we are still exactly where we were 30 years back because today also we are saying girl child girl child from across india africa even right to the developed world we are still talking of the girl child and the ladies to come to the fore women on top we are still talking of all that nothing has really changed in the last 30 years that's one point second how do you define a good school because you have seen very deeply how education happens all over the world and you have really connected with the foundation of a change maker school which is in the heart of rural india where the biggest challenge was taken perhaps to bring alive some education how do you define a good school in this perspective and second why haven't been able to proceed more with girl child education despite herculean efforts like yours with william well i would define a good education as something that equips the person with not only the tools but also the interpersonal skills and <clears throat> the tools of how to think to be able to engage with the world in a sense and make one's way through it uh, <clears throat> with one's own unique uh, uh, talents and, and abilities and be a positive uh, influence uh, through their life. So that's what I would consider a good education. I know this sounds a bit general, but broadly speaking, that's what it's about. It's not only about uh being given knowledge to put inside the head it's also about learning how to learn it's about learning how to deal with uh different kinds of people so uh, it's about learning how to understand things that are happening in our physical environment our social environment our economic environment and so on in a in a larger sense to uh to feel connected and to have a sense of understanding 
even if one doesn't have all the information to be able to know how to learn to me that is a very very critical uh, aspect of a good school my second part of the question was addressing the girl child yes about the girl child uh, i would say that while there is a huge amount of progress still to be made uh, it is my personal belief that uh, things have improved quite a lot in the last 30 years like when we started uh, the fab india school there there were hardly any other schools in that region other than the government schools which were not very well regarded soon after we started we seem to have been the spark for several other schools to uh, to start up in that area and it seems to have become a bit of an education hub and uh, from uh, <clears throat> uh, having trouble persuading uh, parents and families to ch- send the girl child to our school i think now uh, the idea of sending the girl child to a good school is no longer uh, such a big challenge as it used to be i'm not saying it's not a challenge universally but it's it's definitely less of a challenge we've had many girls children who were the first generation uh, learners from their family first generation literate and so on so um, we know from example from uh, individual cases that uh, there is a change although there is uh, much much more to be done thank you for that positive spirit with which you've explained am i correct in saying that we have moved from an era of persuasion to appreciation what used to be persuasion 30 years back for the girl child yes. it's perhaps now appreciation that the girl must go to school i think so i think that is definitely a big change uh, we see women in uh, in very uh, top uh, leadership positions in many situations which is much more frequent now than it uh, used to be earlier so i think in that sense there is a there is a much greater uh, understanding of uh, the benefits of educating the culture thank you i know you personally and as a doting father and then with a mother who has been a major role in her profession and her family i really appreciate you would you like to share on a closing on a personal note with our listeners how two professionals between a lovely lady your wife sudeshna and yourself you have put your personal professional and social life together well it goes through phases so um uh, basically uh, we know that uh, uh, we have to prioritize uh, <clears throat> the the immediate family first and our son who's um uh, in school uh, he's the first priority so we take turns we how should i say share parental duties and uh, we had to uh, coordinate our travels and and meetings and so on which for which we use technology <clears throat> like uh, the web based calendars and so on so we get pop ups on our screens um, and so on so uh, we use such tools to to coordinate and to uh, try and uh, see that uh, he is not neglected to the best of our abilities we are not perfect and i'm sure that there are many things we could do much better but we and do what we can so so beautiful thank you for sharing your love for travel your passion for education 
and how technology is helping parenting hugely the technology is a huge huge help a huge help i think that will be the better part of our show today when we said yeah. couple should go share calendars it's actually we do we find it a huge a huge convenience so uh, so especially if you're busy it's very hard to spend time saying no on this day i'm busy from this time to this time and so on so it's much easier to just put it on the calendar with a pop up uh, notification sufficiently in advance and all the rest of it so it really makes uh, life a lot easier in that sense thank you for making a life lot easier i'm so honored and privileged to have this conversation with you i'm sure viewers all the all over the world will benefit from benefit from listening from listening to this wherein our professionals can make a great life together for a better world cheers to you ravi the honor and privilege is mine thank you so much sandeep for all the great things you're doing at the school and your leadership in this whole field thank you so much thank you.